Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. Hello there, my seller friends. I am your host, Erin Waters, and I would love to welcome you to another episode of the School of Sellers podcast. Today, we are featuring a seller success story from Cassie Nowak, who is one half of the TPT store Minds in Bloom. And when I say that Cassie's story is very much like a TPT fairy tale, I am not exaggerating. Today, Cassie is sharing with us something that has to my knowledge, never happened in the TPT community, how it came to be, and how it's impacting her life today. Cassie Nowak, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. It's good to see you. I know. It is so fun. So Cassie and I were in the same mastermind group together. That's how we got to know each other and how we met. But Cassie is here today to share with us her seller success story. And before we get into that whole fairy tale, I think it's like a TPT fairy tale. (laughs) Can you just give us a little bit of background about how you got started on TPT and just, just your journey? Yeah. So I've always been a creator of stuff. I think my first job I had was for a realtor and I helped her do some stuff. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, I'm going to make you this flyer that we would fax out. Or I'm going to make this and that. And I, or I made access databases, I guess they were, where I would, you know, automatically print mailers. And I was always into like this creating and efficiency. And then that just kind of carried in. I worked at a private school for about 10 years. And we were a very classical old school type of a school where all of our lessons came out of a workbook and I just didn't like that. So I was creating stuff then. And whenever I transitioned to public school, I had to go through a semester of student teaching. So when I was doing my student teaching, I had already taught a class for several years. And so the teacher, my mentor teacher recognized that. And she was like, just, you have it at it. You do what you want to do. And so right then I started creating stuff. And that was about the time that I learned about TPT. So my first product I ever posted on TPT was a lesson that I was create that I created for my observation for that, that student teaching class. So that's my first product and it's still there and it's horrible. Of course, (laughs) you've learned a lot. I learned a lot since, since then on how to make products look better and be better, but still there. (laughs) That's amazing. So I feel as though this story that you're going to share with us is one of a kind in the TPT world, at least as far as I know. So you have had quite a big change in your TPT journey from where you've started and then what you're doing now. So why don't you fill us in on how your journey has evolved over time? Yeah. And evolution is a perfect word for that because it has changed so much. Some things have changed about the way I am in my business and some things haven't. And Back whenever I had my own store, I loved creating. That was a hobby and a passion. And most of the time I had my former store, I was teaching full-time as well. And so I would teach all day and I would recognize the gaps in my curriculum or what my students needed. And I would go home and create it all. And, you know, and I got better about 
learning how to market and learning how to, you know, do graphic design stuff along the way. And, you know, just little by little, I plugged away at it. And I stayed as a full-time teacher up until a few years ago, about a year before I, I merged with Rachel. But that last year that I was teaching, I was actually a math specialist. And I spent a whole lot of my time in meetings. I loved being a math specialist because it freed me up with my time and my energy and my stress to be able to create a lot more because when I got home, I no longer had to lesson plan and grade papers and all of that. But the actual workday was just not nearly as fulfilling because I just felt like I was constantly in meetings and meetings and meetings. And that's kind of when I decided what I love about this math specialist job is that I actually get to do TPT more. Mm-hmm. And so it was at that, at that time is, is when I realized like I should just bite the bullet, try to go full time, see what happens. And, and luckily I was blessed to be in a financial situation where I, I could take a stab at it. And luckily I did. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I had been full-time TPT about one year when my good friend, Jacqueline from the little ladybug shop texted, yeah. texted me and she was like, y- y'all never believe what Rachel Lynette's doing. I just saw like a job application in a Facebook group. She's taking on a partner. And we were, we were in a, we're in a group chat with some, with some other TPT sellers. And we were kind of like ooing and awing over what that would be like to get to be her partner. We had all seen her at conferences and, and had heard her, you know, the first time I met her, she was the keynote speaker at the conference. You know, we all just kind of were like a fairy tale, like, Oh, what if, what if, and I think it it ended up being such perfect timing because the day that Jacqueline told me about that was the day that the the application was due. So Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so I really believe if I would have had time to sit on it and think about it, I would have talked myself out from trying. <laughs> In fact, I didn't even tell any of my TPT friends that I I was applying because I didn't, you know, I didn't think there was a chance and I didn't want to I don't know if it was like embarrass myself or, or I don't know what it was. But That's like a vulnerable thing to put yourself out there if you don't know what the outcome is going to be. Yeah, there's that vulnerability, but also there's, it, it felt a little bit like pride or something that it felt kind of weird. Like, who am I that I think I actually have a shot at this? And, and I felt a little embarrassed that I somehow had enough pride in myself to even uh-huh. give it a shot. <laughs> But I did. And, you know, it was due that day. So I had to get it done. I remember part of the application was creating a video. So, you know, here it is last minute. I'm having to like (laughs) apply and then make a video of myself and all of that. But I went ahead and did it. And I sent in my application and I just kind of waited. And, you know, during that wait time before I heard anything, that's when you start dreaming. Like, when mm-hmm. it, I just felt like, I mean, when you said fairy tale, that's exactly how I felt because, you know, you start thinking about, I have been pouring my whole life into this business and I barely just started making it up the hill. What if I have this opportunity just to like catapult, you know, to the top, it was just a surreal type of feeling. And then, so I finally heard back from her a few weeks later and it was one of the most embarrassing things in my life that it happened. And when I heard back from her, she, I was actually sitting in the coffee pot, the coffee shop working. And um, (laughs) I got her email and she said, I really 
liked your application and I like your store, but I'm afraid that basically, I'm afraid that you might not have the integrity that Minds and Bloom is looking for because I had a couple products in my store and one of them had memes and the other one had bitmojis. Mm. And so she was a little bit worried that, you know, I can't be bringing in copyright stuff to Minds and Bloom or whatever. So I just remember being mortified that and so embarrassed that I had those things in my store and I, I, that I didn't, I never really thought it was a big deal to have things like that in my store. But at the same time, she was so gracious and she was like, you know, I want to see how you feel about that. And so I immediately, like before I even responded, I like took those products down Mm -hmm. and I responded (laughs) and just said, you know, I would never want to do anything intentionally. That was wrong. I really do have a lot of integrity as a person. And, you know, I'm really embarrassed about this. And she was so gracious that she was like, okay, you know, I I really appreciate your response and I'm going to send you on to the next to the next round. And that's how it continued for months. It was like, okay, now, um, now send me this. And we got to send, I, I made a portfolio. I made, I think maybe some sample products, some things along the way. And then I just kept making it to the next round. Like, like I was the bachelorette or something. (laughs) Well, and it's okay. So just to interject for a minute, and it's so funny too, now to have this conversation today, because just some behind the scenes intel at this point in your process, I was in Rachel's mastermind. So we would get like weekly updates on her application process. And I mean, I remember her telling us about like, she loved the video that you sent. And I remember the Bitmoji conversation and us, I'm pretty sure we were like, that's not a big deal. Like she'll, you know, it's not like a deal breaker. It's so crazy to me now that things have just like come like full circle. So, okay. So I love the bachelorette or the bachelor comparison because I'm sure that's exactly what it felt like. So yeah. So then what happened? This is fascinating because I've never heard your side. (laughs) Okay. So the time has been taken away and it has been months and months. And then at one point, Rachel mentioned, you know, okay, I think I've narrowed it down to like my top three or four all of y'all are really amazing. I don't even know how I'm going to pick one of you. Then she started talking about moving into a trial period where maybe we put products in the store and see how they perform and things like that. And at that time, my heart just sunk, not because I didn't want to wait anymore, not because I didn't want to like be in competition with anyone else, which I didn't, but just because it was like, I don't know if my heart can take this anymore. You know, it's like, I don't know how much more hope and like excitement or hope, I guess would be the best word that Mm -hmm. I can invest into, into maybe getting this job without having it all dashed. And so I remember having that meeting with her and, and saying, you know, maybe it was the top two. I can't remember, but just feeling like, Oh, I don't know if I can do this for six more months. Cause it, it just felt so heavy, you know, you you know, just really want something. And then you, you also get scared that you're not going to get that something that you've been, you know, pouring into. Oh, feeling disappointed is like one of the worst human emotions. I think Mm. I agree. I agree. And a lot of times 
I hate disappointment so much that a lot of times I won't even do something or I won't put myself out there because there's that risk for disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it wasn't even so much rejection. It was just like disappointment. And so I remember going to the movies with my mom and my sisters. And it was, I think we were all still on winter break from school and we went and saw the movie Little Women. It's funny how when big things happen, like you remember all the details. Oh, I love it. I just got, you gave me goosebumps. <laughs> and we had just watched Little Women and she had emailed me right in the middle of Little Women. So I had to kind of wait for the movie to be over before. Oh I my gosh. What was going on? I probably don't even remember the end of the movie. <laughs> but, um, but she was like, okay, well, I need to talk to you. And so we had more plans with my, my mom and my sisters. We were going to do some other things. And I was like, and I was going to drive my mom home. And she was like, no, your sister, you go home. You, you call Rachel and see what she has to say. My other sister ended up taking my mom home. We canceled our plans because I just was so excited that I could wait. Yeah. And, and at that point she was like, you know, I decided not to go on and, and drag it out longer and go through the the other process. And I'm just going to let you know that you're it. And I, (laughs) I started crying and she was like, Oh, you're crying. And then I was embarrassed that I was crying, but it's just the opposite of disappointment. It's just that rush of like relief and just the feeling of like disbelief. I cannot believe, I cannot believe this, especially when I contrast the feeling that I felt that day, Jacqueline told me, about this and just thinking like, that would be so cool. And think of how many more students could use my products if, if I got them into this giant store and the feeling of a sliver, a tiny sliver of hope, if you even want to call it a sliver. I mean, it was almost non-existent to, you know, how the heck did I make it to the end? And I'm the last one standing because I never, ever thought that there was anything that special about me or my work or anything. The only thing I ever thought that was special about me and my TPT journey was that I never gave up. I hit my first and second milestones while I was still teaching full-time. And while I had two teenagers at home that, you know, constantly needed me to take them here and there and everywhere. And, and it wasn't because I was ever focused on any big giant success. I didn't, I wasn't ever focused on meeting a milestone or hitting this or anything. All I was focused on really was like, just do a little every day and doing a little every day added up to a store full of huge product lines and, and lots of products and stuff that I was proud of and stuff that I used with my own students. So just to be validated, I guess, or recognized Mm -hmm. for something, you know, I don't even know really what it is that made Rachel pick me over the other people because she had said, you know, how amazing several of them were. I don't know. I don't know, but I really appreciate it. And I'm really full of gratitude. And so it's just such a cool feeling now. The number of teachers I help every week, the number of students I help every week, it's just crazy. It is. It's a fairy tale. Okay, TPT sellers, quick note for all of my friends out there who love to geek out over their TPT business with other sellers. I would love to personally invite you to join School of Sellers Ignite, a work club that is open to any and all TPT sellers. Ignite is the first membership of its kind designed to not only deliver monthly challenges with prizes, but also provide space and resources to work alongside other sellers. 
one of our main goals is to give you the community and accountability that's missing from your business life. We will have power hour work sessions, prizes for challenges, and so much more. Join today at schoolofsellers.com slash ignite. Now being a business partner to one of the most successful TBT sellers, like what a shift for you, but also to hit the jackpot and just like the type of person that Rachel is. And just, I mean, she's just amazing. So it's like, you just, you won in so many ways beyond just getting the job, you know? Uh, Oh, you could not be more right. Because all of the things that I hoped, you know, you have these hopes of the best case scenario. All of those hopes have come to pass. Every best case scenario is true. And all of the fears and the things like I worried about, like what if this or what if that, or, you know, am I willing to give up this for this? None of that happened at all. And like you said, it is 100% because of the type of person that she is. And I wasn't sure, you know, when I first met her, I remember liking her vibe kind of from just watching her at TPT and stuff. Mm -hmm. But she's just surprised me in so many ways because she does have a little bit of like a bluntness to her that's mm-hmm. a little bit different than the Texas Southern hospitality. <laughs> so that was kind of one of the first impressions. So maybe subconsciously or something, I, I got it in my mind that she's a, a little bit harsh or a little bit like, like intimidating. Yeah, intimidating. That way. Yeah, for sure. But no, that could that is the farthest thing from the truth. She is the most kind, the most helpful. In the two and a half years that I've been working with her, I have never once ever heard her say anything bad about anyone. And not only does she not say anything bad, if someone else is saying something that's, you know, like a little bit on the negative side, she flips it around or says, well, let's just focus on the things we we have control over, or Mm. she just puts a positive spin on all of it. And then another thing is, and, and I know this is hard from me being a business person, but she's able to relinquish control. And for me, it's hard, even working with VAs and things, it's hard for me to give them like the best part of the business to handle or like the things that I think I'm special at. Like it's hard to give them that, but she has had to set aside any hesitation that she might've had or fears that she might've had about me. And she's, she's really just let me be me and and do the things that make sense to me. And sometimes they don't make sense to her. Sometimes she's like, Hmm, I see this clip art that you chose for this. I I wouldn't have chose this, but okay. (laughs) I love that though. Well, and I think we have to call out the obvious too, that like knowing the type of person that Rachel is, I think is a direct testament to the fact that she picked you because you're selling yourself short a lot, but I mean, you are an amazing person. And even Rachel has said that you are like the unicorn seller that she is so lucky to have found to fill this role. So I just see uh, that's just her niceness. See, that's how uh, no, I can testify to that firsthand too. Cause then, so then we, as you guys started working together, you just kind of like organically joined our mastermind group. So we got a chance to get to know each other as well. So, I mean, no, it's not just Rachel being nice. Uh, Well, thank you. You're nice. (laughs) You're amazing and creative. And I think that, I think people are going to love hearing this because I don't think, I mean, TPT is like something still pretty new, you know, in terms of like a lifestyle and a job and the transition now from 
what do you do when you're ready to retire from TPT? Like that's like a brand new situation because Mm -hmm. there are just now people, I imagine starting to kind of think that through. So I wonder if like, have you guys ever talked about if you think that you're kind of like paving a path for other sellers to do the same? Cause I'm not going to lie. Like I've thought about what happens when I'm ready to start giving up some control of my business and you know, your mind wanders. Yeah. So I know that there's been at least a couple of people reach out to her and just say, Hey, I'm thinking of doing the same thing, you know, Mm -hmm. do you have any advice or can you help? And so I do think it's something that other people are going to see and maybe consider. And I do think it has a lot of advantages. I mean, of course, on my end, I'm extremely Mm -hmm. grateful for the situation. Um, I feel like I'm kind of the lucky one here in this situation, but, but anytime you have a partnership, it's so good because it makes a more complete business. It makes a business like right now we're mostly all entrepreneurs. That means we have to be good at everything, but what if we're not good at everything or what if we don't like everything, having a partner come on, especially if you're really smart about how you pick that partner and you're choosing somebody that has strengths where your weaknesses are, your business as a whole just becomes so much stronger. And so for like minds in bloom, the vast, vast majority of Rachel's products are ELA. Well, my strength and background was math. So when we came together, now we were able to move all of my math products into the store. And now we have all, we have math and reading. So we're, we have, you know, a more complete offering for teachers, especially ones that are self-contained. So, and, and also like, I love technology. So she's, she's not all about that. Trying to learn mm-hmm. a new thing. She's, tr- she's trying to work less and enjoy right, right. more, not <laughs> be like, Oh my gosh, I've got to learn like Google slides now. And, you know, Nearpod and all this stuff. And so, you know, it works out well because I love technology so much and I love learning new technology. And so now she doesn't have to do that. That's amazing. And we don't have to sacrifice what we have available to offer to teachers either. So, right. It's like, you're literally like two sides of the coin. I mean, you guys complement each other so well in so many ways. And I will say too, I know that Rachel, you know, spent a lot of time preparing for this move and before she ever put the application in, I mean, there were hours and hours and hours spent with attorneys and, various financial and business people. And, you know, so it wasn't like a simple, like transition for her either. So it's, it's really cool to see like just the progression of this whole entire process. I will say too, that if if someone is considering doing something like this, that even though Rachel did get like, she sought legal counsel, she sought financial counsel and all of that, it still wound up being way more than she ever thought it would. And so if you're thinking about doing something like this, you cannot skip the step of the the preparing and planning because even with her doing that, it's been a lot. It's been like red tape and like paperwork and just like mm-hmm. just little details, legal stuff that came up that we didn't know about or had any idea about. So just a lot of stuff. So right. Well, and then there's that. like the fact that you guys live in different states and like tax stuff. And so, yeah, it's, it's definitely something you don't want to decide on today and try to put an application out for tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So where do you see your business in five years? Where's minds in bloom going in five years? 
Well, my my goal is that in five years, we have a complete curriculum package that we can offer. So any teacher in the upper elementary range could, whether they're math or ELA, could have all the materials they need and they not only need, but that are useful for differentiating for the various needs of their students. So we're starting to look at um, translations and we're adding oral accommodations to a lot of things. We're adding digital to everything. And so our big goal is that over the next couple of years, we really update all of the resources, finish out all the resources, and then hopefully we'll have a membership or something like that where yeah. we really get the most out of our resources. That is so cool. All right, Cassie, I have some just for fun questions that we're going to close out this episode with if you're ready. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this is kind of just like my question of the year. I've been asking almost everybody this, but I love the answer. So if you were not doing TBT, you were not a teacher, what would you want your job to be? I always wanted to be a band director. Yeah. I would love to either, maybe not even be a band director because that's kind of under the education umbrella. Maybe if I was just a professional musician in a band, I would love that. But the other thing I would love to to learn, maybe I wouldn't love to do it for a job, was I would I would love to learn how to do computer coding. So I can I knew you were gonna say that. You would be I feel like you'd be so good at that. <laughs> what um do you play instruments currently? Well, I was in the community band right before COVID, but they had to shut down from COVID mm-hmm. and I haven't joined back since then. But um I play the clarinet and or that's my main instrument. But I will say that. I took such a long break that when I did join the community band, I was embarrassed and like last chair and <laughs> the worst, but it's, it's just the love of, of playing and being uh-huh. with a group of people in harmony, everybody like working together to create one beautiful thing. That's what I love. It's just I feel like, beautiful now. <laughs> well, it's just under the creative umbrella. I feel like if you're someone who has never played an instrument, I feel like you could totally get into it if you are someone who loves like just being creative in general. Like to me, like the playing of an instrument feels the same way as like sitting down to like paint something or like work on a product. Like, it's you so know, funny that you said that because my husband is a musician, he plays the guitar and I just recently picked up watercolor painting thanks to my mm-hmm. good friend, Mary Pat. And uh, so Mary last Pat, night, who made my, did you see the yes. amazing things she made for my secret seller gift? Yes. I watched her make them over time. She would be oh. Marco Polo me and like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm knitting or crocheting or whatever it was. Yes. So she, she got me into watercolor painting and Last night I was sitting at the table watercoloring and my husband sitting at the table playing the guitar. And I just had that thought, like we're both sitting here being creative, but just it's It's just such a cool (laughs) feeling. Okay. Well, flipping the script to something not so enjoyable. What is your least favorite, like your most dreaded household chore? Oh my gosh. Grocery shopping. Really? Really? I cannot stand it. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I don't like making a list. I don't like checking my list against what's in the fridge or the pantry. I don't like going to the grocery store and I really don't even like getting online and ordering stuff. I have probably like a year or more ago, we did start ordering, you know, the hello fresh things and that that's been really nice. No more planning or grocery shopping. It's all ready. I don't mind the cooking. I just don't like the grocery shopping. 
Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I could see how that could be like a less desirable task. I'm good with groceries, but I hate like cleaning out the fridge when I get home to like make room for new stuff. Cause it's always like, oh my gosh, we wait. There's just with kids, we just waste so much. I feel like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, aside from HelloFresh, if you could, this is kind of a hard question to answer, but if, if someone told you like, Hey, you're only allowed to eat at one restaurant for the rest of your life. Like you could still eat at home, but anytime you go out, it always has to be this restaurant. What restaurant would you choose? Oh, that puts a hard spin on it because (laughs) you might want to pick a place that has lots of different options and types of food, but no, I, I would go for Mexican every single time. And my favorite Mexican restaurant is Lupe Tortilla. Okay, (laughs) I could go there. I could go there every week. Is that a chain? I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, it's a chain, which is a little embarrassing. I should have picked like an authentic restaurant because we have so amazing ones in in, uh, (laughs) Texas. But but I just love Lupe Tortilla. You know, when they bring out the chips and salsa at other restaurants, Mm -hmm. they bring out chips and bean dip and salsa. So (laughs) it's just a little different than the brunch. And their fajitas are really good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that answer. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. Last, last question. What would your ideal TPT conference destination be? If we could pick anywhere in the world, I would say Florence, Italy. And that's because I feel like as TPTers, we could always be inspired to be creative. And I did a study abroad in Italy for education. And whenever I went there, I came back so inspired. I got to study all the different styles of education that they had in Italy. and the artisticness and how much emphasis they put on that is so amazing and such a beautiful place. So I would go there just for the vacation and have a Well, no, I love that your answer was like centered around like what would inspire be the most inspiring. Cause my first thoughts always weather. I thought you were going to say Florida when you started saying Florence and I was like, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> but that's an amazing. I love that. I love that. Maybe one day. international TPT retreat. I'm thinking big. I know a lot of international (laughs) sellers who would be thrilled with that location. So never say never, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Cassie. This was so interesting to hear about your success story. And I just, I'm so appreciative of you taking the time to share this story with our listeners. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I hope that anyone listens, listening knows that, you know, sometimes luck comes from just being prepared and, you know, just do what you can do right now. You never know what's going to happen down the future. And even if nothing happens just by doing little by little by little, you're making it happen for yourself. So that's my biggest advice. Just keep going. Just do what you can do and keep going. And put yourself out of the comfort zone because look what would have happened if you would have been like, nope, I'm not applying. This is not for me. <laughs> oh, such well, a good, good oh. seeing you. Happily yeah. ever after. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. 